Am I good now? Yeah. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Hey, high school, how's it going? Good. Good? All right. So we will go into Mark today. So if you want to sw- flip over to Mark 6, I was like naming the title and Lydia, my wife, was telling me that this sounds like a superhero, like the Incapables, like Incredibles, but like it's a lame name because you're not able to do anything at all. But um, okay, so if you don't know me, uh, my name is Brian again. I'm part of Kaya. Just like Tori and Cameron, I'm in Kaya. I lead a Bible study. So if you want to come to a cool Bible study, you know, it's mine. You don't have to look around. There's no other Bible studies except mine. It's cool. But um, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm thankful to be here to be able to share with you what God has been teaching me um, through Mark. So um, hopefully you guys are flipping there. I'm going to start by praying and then we can go into the Word. That sound good? Let me start a timer actually. I need to... All right. All right, let's pray. Um, Lord, I'm so thankful for today. God, I thank you um, for Jesus. And I thank you how that you sent your son um, to come to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, I'm so thankful for your love for us. I'm thankful that we all get to be here this morning. Lord, I pray that as we get into the word, um, God, I don't have anything to, to share. Lord, I, I am incapable, just like the title. Lord, I don't have any wisdom. I, I can't even speak well. But Lord, I'm, I'm thankful that, I, man, I don't have to. Lord, you, you, your spirit can deliver the word. And Lord, as we dive into Mark, God, I pray that you would open up our eyes to see um, what you have for us today. Lord, as you feed um, the 5,000, Lord, what a miracle it is. Lord, help us to glean from that. Lord, help us to learn. Lord, I pray against any distractions, Lord, and anything that we're thinking this morning, that you would set it aside. Help us to focus on your word. And Lord, I pray that you be glorified and Lord, that you speak through me today. Lord, thank you. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so, um, what is going on? Sorry. Okay, so, for those who don't know, uh, the book of Mark is one of the four Gospels in the Bible. Um, So there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Mark is one of the Gospels that talk through um, Jesus' life on earth. And it actually portrays Jesus as a servant. So it's cool, we get to actually all walk together uh, with Jesus in the book of Mark. So if we, let's start at verse 34 here. So Mark 6, verse 34, I have it on the slide if you don't um, have a Bible. So 34 says that, And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, His disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into country roundabout, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Okay, so um, before we dive into the passage, we need need context, right? Like, man, what's happening? We just dive into just the middle of chapter 6, so it would be helpful for us to know what happened before this what was jesus doing what was disciples doing so i'm not gonna go into too much detail on what happened before but i'm give you a, a little bit of context here so jesus before before this passage jesus sent out his disciples all two by two to go around cities to to preach repentance but also to to help heal the people that have um devils in them um, and at this point of time uh they were so busy that they actually didn't have time to eat. They were just busy preaching to people, talking to people, help healing people, and they didn't have time to, to eat at all. And Jesus noticed that. 
So whenever they came back and, and gave a report to Jesus, like, man, Jesus, this is what we did. Like, look at how all these things that we do. Jesus saw that, man, they, they actually didn't have time to, to sit down and just chill, right? They, they were just doing stuff constantly. So Jesus then asked them all to, okay, like, hey, hey guys, let's just take a rest. Let's go to the desert and just, like, kick it. Like, we're, we're just not going to do anything. We're just going to chill and rest, right? Um, and so then they all left to, to, on a boat to, to go to that desert. And then the other, other people actually caught news of that. They're like, hey, man, that boy Jesus is going to chill at the desert. We're going to go follow him, right? And then Jesus didn't know this. So whenever he went to the desert place, and this is the passage where we saw Jesus came out and he saw a bunch of people, right? So um, just imagine yourself, uh, like you're about to go chill with your friends or just hang out with your friends, and then suddenly there's something inconvenient coming up. You're like, man, I kind of want to just like hang out. But then this something came up. You're like, oh, I, I need to attend to this thing, right? Maybe some person reached out to you in an inconvenient time, like that friend that texted you like maybe midnight when you're about to go to sleep or something like that. Um, and this is what Jesus was facing with, right? People found out that he was about to go rest, but then they interrupted him. But I want to I wanna point out something that was very interesting and in how Jesus responded to that. Um, verse 34, if we read again, it says that Jesus came out saw much people, and he was moved with compassion toward them. So he was, he was moved with compassion, right? So as soon as Jesus came out, um, he saw those people. Um, what he had was that he was moved with compassion. Um, just putting yourself into perspective in Jesus' feet, you know, how I, I would be very frustrated. I'm like, guys, I'm, I just want to chill. I don't want you guys to, like, come and talk to me right now. Right, but Jesus was was moved with compassion because he saw the state of the people that were with him. Right, um, he had every right to to be mad at those people. Uh, he was on his way to hang out. He was on his his way to rest. Everyone didn't have enough time to eat, so they want to just rest. But all of a sudden, you know, they were met with more need that they need to attend to. Um, but Jesus didn't respond that way. Um, he chose to look at their spiritual state. Um, he saw that they didn't have a shepherd. They saw that they didn't have someone that could lead them. They saw that they, they didn't have someone that would care for them. And he had compassion, right? So as, as Jesus responds to the people uh, and he taught them throughout that, that whole time, you know, we see time passing, right? Um, and this is what happened next, right? In verse 35, uh, it's on the slide here too, and says, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country roundabout, uh, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. So at this point of time, uh, the disciples realized something, right? So Jesus was teaching them, and then all this time passed. It's like, you know, sitting in a class, like a history class, and like time just like flew past, which we know would never happen in history class, right? But like time flew past, and then the disciples realized something, right? He, and they brought it up to Jesus. They're like, hey, hey, Jesus, we, we need to send them back home because they, they, they saw something that was, was needful among the people, right? Why? They, they, they saw something that they, they needed, and they told, told Jesus, right, what, what did they need? They needed um, bread. They needed food because they were in a desert, and desert doesn't have food. So they needed to go home and get food. So that's why 
um, Jesus went, uh, they, they told Jesus, hey, Jesus, we should probably send them back home so that they can get food and eat and not like die here or something, right? So because without bread, um, they can't survive. The need that they have was that they were lacking bread. And that, that draws us to, to the first key point that we have is that, you know, there is a need among the people, right? There is a need among the people. And people, it can be anyone, right? The disciples were in a situation and he saw those people and they, they, they noticed that, man, these people need bread. And they realized that that is a need that the people have. And interestingly, like the disciples were the one that, that noticed that need before anyone else. You know, the, even the people that were sitting and listening to Jesus, they didn't realize they had that need. The disciples were the ones that saw that need. And maybe, you know, some of us are in this situation, right? You, we're in a class or you're, you're at work, you know, you're working with someone and they have a need. You know, even in your family, you know, you, you see those people who need bread. There, there are people who need, they, they don't have hope. You know, they're, they're just sad all the time. They're depressed. Uh, people around us, um, they are looking for hope and truth, and they are desperate for it. And sometimes they don't even know it, but you know. When you, saw that, when you see that classmate that, that's sad, that's going through something, you know that what they need is, is Jesus. You, know, you, you see that need. You know. But you know, maybe you're not in this situation. Maybe you don't actually see that the people need, have something. They need something. Uh, the short answer is if you don't realize that people have need is that they need a savior. They need Jesus. Right? Um, 2 Corinthians 4, um, 3-4 says that, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them, uh, unto them. So, for those who don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, Revelations 20 is actually the end of their life. That th- This is what they will face if they don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Revelations 20 verse 12 says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things, which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and death and hell were delivered up to the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So those that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, this is their end. They actually will face hell and eternally separated from God. There will be an eternal torment, and this is their need. So that classmate, that friend, that, that family member, you know, or that, that, you know, that class that don't know Jesus at all. And when they die, this is where they'll end up being. And that, that's why they need Jesus to come save them. Right? And, and this is what the disciples kind of saw. They, they saw, well, in, in a physical sense, they saw that they needed bread. And their solution was like, hey, Jesus, we should just send them away. We, we should just send them out so that they can go and figure out themselves what they would eat. And sometimes that's our response, right? You know, we're like, oh man, they'll manage if I just like, you know, they, they probably manage. I don't have to do anything. I saw that need, but eventually life will help them figure out or something like their parents or whatever. But you know, this isn't what Jesus had in mind whenever the disciples came 
uh, to tell Jesus, like, we should send them away. If we look at verse 37, this is what he says. He says, <clears throat> um, He answered and said unto them, uh, Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? So, Jesus wanted um, the disciples to fulfill the needs of the people. Right? Whenever they came and asked Jesus, like, Jesus, man, we should, we should send them away. But Jesus like, man, no, you give them to eat. He said, Jesus said, man, you can give them to eat. With the need of the people, Jesus actually wanted to use the disciples to fulfill that need that they, they see, right? Maybe for you, it's like, man, that, that, that class that you're reaching out to, right? Um, Jesus wants to use you to meet the needs of the people, right? Earlier, we, we talked about seeing someone's need, right? That maybe that, that, that's your friend in math class or whatever, or maybe it's that family member that you see once in a while, or it's that co-worker that you work with, right? You, you see their struggle and you see that they, they actually have a need um, to know Jesus. You see that need, but realize this, that actually Jesus wants to use you to reach out to that person. Right? Do you know that God desires to actually use you in that person's life? Which you know, comes, to, comes to key point two, which is that you know, God desires to use me. Uh, we, we, we're actually, oh, I forgot about the handouts. But um, the handouts are coming out, and there's blanks if you guys want to fill. But... Um, the key point is that God desires to use me to meet the needs of the people. Use me. Not, not use someone else. Not use that other friend that I have or someone in this class or you know, that other person can reach out to that person. No. Whenever you see a need, God's revealing that He wants to use you in that person's need to, to fulfill that need, to meet that need. Right? And I can leave up this so that you guys can write it in. But um, the blank there is use me. Um, okay. So a cross-reference here says, 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, And all things are of God, who have reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So God has given us the ministry of reconciliation to restore a relationship between God and man. So God actually wants to use us in His ministry, in His work to meet the people who need Jesus. Right? When you see that need, it's actually God's revealing that man. He wants to use you to help meet that need. So there may be times right now that maybe right now, even right now when, when I'm speaking, man, there's someone that you remember. You know, that maybe that's a one friend or that one family member or that one person that you're working with, a coworker, teammate, whatever, that you're, you're thinking of that, man, that person actually really needs Jesus. Right? But while God desires to use you, right? When we, we see it, man, that person needs Jesus. Well, God wants to use you to introduce Jesus to them. Right? So, in that case, man, God wants to use you, so don't walk away. Right? There's times where, I don't know if you guys seen those um, TV shows, maybe like, I'm not that old, but maybe I'm dating myself a little bit. I, I mean, actually, I'm, I'm like your guys' age, never mind. But, so like, there's this like old TV show. I don't know why it's old, but like, there's this like 
uh, show where they would like put maybe like trash on the floor, something like that. It's like a prank thing, or like it's like a social experiment, and they would record what other people would do. So, for example, like maybe there's a they put like something like uh, like someone's like attacking someone else, and they would record uh, that scene. And then there's some people that would come in and help, and some people they would see that they were they were fighting, and they actually would run away, and they would like catch them in the mag. Like, Why did you run away? Or something like that, right? So like, don't be those kind of people. Right? When, don't be those kind of people when you see something happening and you, you need to step up, but instead you run away. Right? You want to be those people that actually step in and meet that need. So, so now, that, now that you know, man, it's actually like, you're like, oh, man, God actually wants to use me in though, um, that person's life. You actually might find yourself um, in the disciples' shoes now. Right. What, what we don't realize, if, if you keep reading in verse 44, you realize how many people they need to actually feed. They need to feed 5,000 people. Right. Verse 44 says, Then they did eat of the loaves and were about 5,000 men. So like 12 disciples needed, needed to feed 5,000 people. Right. And asking them to feed those people would be basically impossible. Right. Um, and if you look at how, how they responded whenever Jesus asked them to meet those needs, um, verse 37 said, And they said unto, them, unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? And in the book of John, um, we actually, actually, can we see? Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, in the book of John, this is what Philip said, right? This is another perspective that we see that the gospel shows um, whenever Jesus was telling them to, to feed the people. This is what Philip says. Philip says, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. So their immediate attention was that, man, how, how can we feed these this people? Can, should we go out and buy bread? Someone's like, man, we need to go out and buy bread. We have like 200 bucks to buy bread for these people. And then Philip's like, no, we won't, we won't be able to do that. Like 200 bread is not enough, right? We need like a grand or something. And they, tr- they tried to go outside to get help, right? And after their best answer, um, Let's see, after their best answer to fulfill the need, this is what Jesus responded with, right? Jesus says, and he's, uh, verse 38, it says, How many loaves have ye? How many loaves have ye? Instead of looking outside, Jesus is like, man, how many, how many loaves do you have? What do you have right now? Go and see. And when they knew, so they went out and figured out how many loaves they have. You know, they say, you know, we have five loaves and you know, two fishes. And Jesus didn't say, like, whenever they told, like, Jesus, should we go out and buy bread? Jesus, Jesus didn't answer, like, oh, yeah, bro, like, go. Go and buy the bread. Instead, he directed to what they actually have right now. You know, when Jesus gave them the task to fulfill the need that they see in the people, uh, he didn't require them to come up with something bigger. He didn't require them... Or ask them to, uh, to have something that they don't have. Instead, Jesus was asking, man, how, what do you have right now? It's not like you, know, you need to go out and do something bigger because you don't have something bigger right now. Jesus' attention was, man, what do you have right now? Let, let's just use that. Let's use what you have right now and figure it out. Right? And we see that they actually only have five bread and two fishes to feed 5,000 people. It's impossible, right? So if you go to the next slide, Brock, this is like 
I don't know if you guys have like pizzas when you were in like middle school or like elementary school when they try to split the pizza so small, like it doesn't taste like anything anymore. This is what they were basically trying to do. But like with 5,000, it's like maybe like dust or something. Look how, look how tiny. This, have you guys ate these kind of pizza before? Or is this me? Yeah? Okay, but yeah, that, that's what they were trying to do, right? Maybe we can split, split that pizza among like 50 people. But like 5,000 people, I don't know what kind of math they need to do. They may have to split the atoms or something. But yeah, so for them, it was basically impossible. They can't even do this. Right, they have five fish, five loaves of bread, and two fishes, and that was it to feed five thousand people. So, just looking at their circumstance, even though Jesus told them, like, "Hey, what do you have?" What they have is impossible to even fulfill the need that they see. Right, and Andrew, which is some one, the person that found the resources. This is what he says, John six nine. He says, "There is a lad here, which have five barley of loaves and two small fishes." But what are they among so many? You know, he realized, like, man, God, God we, Jesus, we have five loaves, we have two fishes, but, man, do you see the number of people behind us? How can we ever feed these people with only five loaves of bread? It's impossible. We, we can't do that with what we have. What we have is like, it's like nothing. You know, like looking at the need. And you might find yourself in Andrew's shoes, Right? You look at your classmates, your friends, your dang, your families, your coworkers, and you're like, man, it's too much for me to meet that need. Can I ever? I'm, I'm just one person. Can I ever meet that need that my family has? Can I ever meet that need that my classmates have, that my friends have? My school, my, my family, my, my coworkers, they're too big for me to even meet. The need that they have, they don't have hope, but I'm just one person. I can't talk to them all at the same time. And some of you, maybe you're thinking about starting a Bible study. Or maybe it's that first priority club and you're like thinking like, man, you're realizing how big that need is. But you're like, I'm just one person to start that club. Who's going to come? Can I even reach out to people? And you feel small. You feel impossible. right? You see that need and they like don't want to respond to it. And you feel like it's impossible for you to be used in school or in your, in your workplace or in your family. Right? And you're like exactly in Andrew's shoes. You're like, man, what, what, like, man, what is that in comparison to the people? Like, what are they among these people? But let's look at Jesus' response again. Right? 39, he says, and he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. He doesn't even respond to them, right? He just commanded them to sit down, right? And he all sat down ranks by hundreds, by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before, him, before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they, all de- and, and they, they did all eat and were filled and they took up twelve breads full of fragments and of the fishes, and they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. So Jesus just took what they had and performed a miracle. Right? Jesus didn't ask them to do something that's way beyond them. They were incapable to do anything. But Jesus responded, like, What do you have? And let's just use that. 
and then God multiplied it to feed everyone. Actually, they were extra. They picked up like 12 extra baskets. That's how crazy it is, which, you know, without Jesus, they, they would have never filled in the gap. You know, Jesus had to actually step in to help them fill that gap. Jesus enabled them and helped them to fulfill the need of the people. So when you're feeling desperate, man, like, man, that, that class that we, I can't reach, to, man, Jesus can. You can't. You can never. But Jesus can. Which comes to the final key point, which is, you know, Jesus fills in the gaps where we are lacking. Jesus fills in the gap where we are lacking. And the, the disciples were, were so lacking. They couldn't ever feed 5,000 people. If you think about it, it's impossible, right? But they, but they had Jesus. And with Jesus, it, it is possible. 2 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, verse 9. This is um, Paul talking. Uh, verse 9 says, And he, which is God, said unto me, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Uh, I lost myself. Where did I go? Uh, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. So God will show Himself strong in our weaknesses. You know, God will meet the need that we'll never be able to. You know, Philippians 4.13, uh, this is a cheesy verse because everyone like tattoos it on their bicep. If you know what I mean, it says, uh, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So like, people have it on their bicep. Maybe Isaac, you should get one <laughs> since you go to the gym. But, but yeah, like, this is like a very cheesy verse, but it's true. It's, it, it's, it's, it's truth, right? It's through Jesus that we find strength that we can never find in our flesh. It's the, the impossibility uh, that you think of when, about your friend, about that Bible study you're about to start, about that club that you're about to start, that impossibility, you're like, man, I can't do that. Well, it's not you that can do that. It's God. Right? With God, it is possible. Right? Think about Moses. Um, this is an example that we can think of in Scripture. Moses, he told God he couldn't speak well, right? And he, he, he rejected what God was calling him to. And God said, verse 12 says, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. So God met his weakness by being with Moses. Paul, he killed Christians, and he didn't feel worthy to be an apostle. He said, and this is what he says, right? He, he actually, he literally killed and persecuted the church. So he, and then he was called an apostle. He's like, man, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. This is what it says. Um, verse 9 says, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So God met his weakness with his grace. So is this true whenever you go to class, whenever you see your classmate or your coworkers, you're not able to meet their needs? Yes. But man, 
you have a God who can. And He actually promised you that He's going to be with you always. Right? When you go preach the gospel, He's there with you. So you feel incapable, but man, you have a God who's backing you up. Right? And um, I was going to go through an example here. Am I, maybe I'll go through a quick example. I was talking to Isaac about bench pressing. So how many of you know what a spotter is? Yes, okay, wow, this is great, awesome. So a spotter usually comes in to help you spot because you know that you can't lift that weight. So for example, if I'm bench pressing, let's say I'm bench pressing. In this case, you're bench pressing like 4,000 pounds. And you're like, shoot, I can't, I can't bench this. I'm going to ask Jesus to be my spotter, right? So you're like, you're, you're, you like lift it like just a tiny little bit, and then Jesus is your spotter. So he comes in, and he just like grabs that bar without anything. He just grabs it for you. So in this case, man, Jesus is our spotter. Maybe that's a terrible analogy. But Jesus is there to help you fill that gap. You can't, you can't push anymore. You're using all your strength and you barely just push that bar just a little bit. And Jesus is like, I got you, bro. And he just like lifts that bar up for you. And then you, that helps you fulfill that, that rep that you needed. Right? So practically, um, what does that mean? We're like, okay, yeah, you know, God, Jesus can fill in my gap. And what does that mean for us? You know, that means that you know, we need to be in prayer for God to move. We need to ask God to move on our behalf. Um, and the only way God will move is that we, we ask Him to. Right? Uh, and Mark 17, 20, uh, Matthew 17, 21 says that, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And we also need to walk in the Spirit by being in the Word. Right? Before we go to Bible study, before we go to work or class. We need to be in the Word so that God can direct us, right? Um, we, I have that verse there. I'm not going to read it for time's sake. So, so yeah, that, that's the, the story of Jesus feeling, feel, you know, feeding the 5,000 using His disciples. So with just a little time left, I, I want to close, and uh, I think I have like a few more. Uh, there's like a recap on the points. But, all the key points that we, we see here, and do, do you see a need in your school, your, your friend group, or your family? And once you see that need, do you know that God wants to use you to meet that need? You can't, and then we find out that you can't actually fill that need. But you have Jesus who can. And it's because only God is able to fill that need. But He wants to use you to fill that need. He wants to use you and through you to meet that need. But, you know, uh, maybe today you don't see yourselves in the disciples. Maybe you actually identify more with the group of people that needed the feeding. You're like, man, I, actually, I think I have that need, right? Maybe you're in that group. You try your best, you know, to, to fill up that hole. We all know we all have that one void that, you know, you don't, you don't feel complete or something, Right? You, you can't feel, feel, seem to be happy or whatever, and you try to fill it with friends, with, with fun, games, whatever. But I'm telling you that, man, if you don't know Jesus, your, your destiny is that you're going to hell, eternally separated from God. And if you have never considered that, man, I'm here to tell you that, man, Jesus actually is wanting you to be a part of His family. Right? Jesus came to earth to die on the cross for your sins that actually is separating you from God. Because He loves you and He wants you to be part of His family. So if you don't know Him as Lord and Savior, you know, I don't believe that we're all here by coincidence, right? I believe that there's a reason why you're here and if the reason is because you don't know Jesus, 
May He's extending His hand toward you today to invite you to His family. So would you, would you accept it today? Or maybe you want to know more about it before you accept it or whatever. But man, it's great to step, step out and see, man. Because the, the people that needed bread, they needed bread. Their, their need was bread. And Jesus says that He's the living bread. Right? So um, w- with that, um, we'll close. Uh, if you need prayer, if you need anything, grab counselor, grab me, um, and we can pray with you. But um, yeah, I think that's all. Yep.